Ladies and gentlemen, in your lifetime and in my lifetime, we have gone all the way in the culture from Madonna singing Papa Don't Preach into the churches and the churches are saying preachers don't preach. The time will come when they will have itching ears and they will turn their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables myths. But Paul gives a word concerning apostasy and with a note of urgency he says to the young preacher, Preach the word! That's what God wants the preacher to do in this day. Judges chapter number 16. The book of Judges in chapter number 16. When you find your place, let's stand. We'll honor the Word of God together as we read it. Judges chapter number 16. Let me say it's a joy to be here. Appreciate the Lord. I appreciate the Holy Ghost. I tell you, I don't care how He comes as long as He comes. I like to shout, I like it high. And I tell you what, it don't bother me when it gets still either. It doesn't bother me when it's silent. It doesn't matter when he comes in conviction, if he comes in rejoicing. It's just my heart that he comes. Amen. And I thank the Lord for it. I'm not going to be long tonight. I just really just got a little thought on my mind. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I didn't come to perform. I was going to stay at home and preach tonight to my folk. I got going down the road last night, and God got to putting something in my heart. And I called Brother Dean back. I said, Preacher, if you think it's the Lord's will for me to come back, I'll come back. It ain't because I'm anything. It's because he's everything. It was this night a year ago. I was right here. Brother Dean called me on Wednesday morning and said, Brother Mark, I believe it's the will of God you come back and preach. And I said, I'll come. Brother Mark Wheeler was preaching at home. And I got out of the tent, the tabernacle that night, and there's about 12 voicemails on my phone. And I just knew something was wrong. Until I got on the phone. And it was my little boy. He said, Daddy. I just called to tell you, I got saved tonight. He said, Daddy, you told me when it was my night that I need to get saved. And he said, it was my night. And I found out, I got to listen to it at the Applebee's in the parking lot. And I just called time out before we went to supper. Shout a little bit in the Applebee's parking lot. Don't worry, it didn't embarrass Brother Dean. He helped me a little bit. Amen. I'm glad this thing's real, friend. I'm glad when you take care of God's business, He'll take care of yours. Amen. The Bible said in verse number 19, And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man. She caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. She began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And he said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. 
But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. You can be seated now. In our story tonight, we've read about uh, uh, the judge by the name of Samson. More is said about the judge Samson than any other judge recorded in the book of Judges. He was the last judge that the Word of God wrote about in the book of Judges. But I'm afraid to tell you, neighbor, uh, that it wasn't a lot that was good to say about Samson. We learn more what not to do out of the life of Samson uh, than we do what to do out of his life. Uh, I'm telling you, friend, I believe there's a lot of children of God uh, that find themselves in the place uh, that Samson found himself uh, in our text. What can I say to you? I'm not going to be long. I want to get right to the fault. I'll bring the the text. My text verse will be in verse number 22. But let me say just a little bit about Samson by way of introduction. Samson was the weakest strong man that ever lived. I said Samson was the weakest strong man that ever lived. Can I say to you that Samson, he had a great start. I mean, Samson's mom and dad were barren. They had had no children. But the Bible said the angel of the Lord appeared unto Manoah's wife and she said, Thou shalt bear a son. Can I say to you, it'd be a good thing in this hour if God the Holy Ghost would appear to some churches again that have been barren, their wombs have been shut up. I'm telling you, it'd be a glad thing in this hour that God the Holy Ghost would show up to some men of God and show up to some deacons and show up to some Sunday school teachers and show up to some preacher's wives and some deacon's wives and say, I'm going to bless the womb of this house of God again. I'm telling you what, there's folk on the tabernacle tonight. You're like Samson. You had a good start. I mean, listen, it start started with a sovereign revelation. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, if you got it any other way than the Holy Ghost illuminating your soul and showing you that you were a sinner and convicted you and drawing you to the riven side of the Son of God, Oh, friend, you got in another way, and there's one door and only one. And, friend, you might have had a good start. You might have got under conviction, and you might have got saved. Oh, but that's as far as you've gone with the Lord. Oh, that's as far as you've walked with Christ. I'm telling you, I remember the night as a morning, as a 13-year-old boy. Oh, they were singing, Lord, lead my steps by the river. Oh, that follow the way. And God the Holy Ghost stepped across my daddy and he stopped before he got to my mama and he sat right down in the middle of my lap and told me I was on my way to hell. Well, the preacher had told me. Well, the Sunday school teacher had told me. Well, but can I tell you when there was a sovereign of revelation from the Word of God, and I'm not talking about the written page, but I'm talking about the Spirit of God. I got saved, amen. I got saved. Had a good start. Problem is with a lot of folk, they had the wrong start. 
You've flipped over a new leaf. You've repeated some prayer. Let me tell you something. I'm not being ugly. I know God could use that. Man, I mean it from the heart. But I tell you what he said. Repent, not repeat. Amen. Listen, I've dealt with folks and I've had to deal with them in the jail when I had so many to come. God, uh, let me deal with 20 men at one time. And I began to pray. I said, boys, if you're going to pray, you pray and ask God to save you. And I began to pray and try to lead them boys. Well, to God, but friend, let me tell you something. If you've never repented of your sin, well, the Bible said, seek the Lord while he may be found and to call on him while he's near. It said, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let them turn to God. If you got in any other way than that, you got in the wrong family, amen. He had a good start. And I don't tell you, I'm glad we ain't got to jump through no hoops. I'm glad if you were doing business with God, He'd do business with you. Amen. I'm glad I had a good start. How's your start? I heard a preacher say the other day, Brother Clay, he was out at a preaching a meeting in California. And uh, he said he was out there doing registration for the Bible college year, a young man came up to sign up for Bible college. He had to write down when he got saved. He had to turn and look at his mother and say, Mama, now when was it I got saved? Well, when was it I got saved? I'm telling you, friend, I'm telling you, God did something for me well, that I ain't got to ask Mama about, well, that I don't have to have the preacher or the deacons or listen to a singing group. I'm glad there's a witness well, planted down in the depths of my soul. I'm glad I had a good start. Just up the road, my little boy and I had went to hear Dr. Hudson preaching a teen camp. He wanted me to look at the camp. And uh, there's about 250 kids in there, Brother Dean. He said, how many of you are saved tonight? The whole crowd lifted their hand. He said, how many of you remember getting under conviction? One teenager and one youth worker raised their hand out of 300 people. Brother Dean, it so took him back that he just stopped. I'm telling you, listen. Hey, friend. Hi, Brother Herschel. I remember more than I do the peace of God. I remember when the condemnation of God fell on me. Well, that's what made that peace stand out. When the blackness of my sin got real. And when my heart, or when God dropped the guilt of my sin in my soul. I remember that conviction. I remember that conviction. See, there was a sovereign revelation. How about you tonight? Did you have a good start? Man, it seems like every time you try to do right, they just something in you and it ain't in you to do right. Hey, the fact that God takes a hickory to me and beats a fire out of me, well, when I do wrong is much of a proof well, that I had the right kind of start, friend. If you can live any way, act any way, go any way, talk any way, and God the Holy Ghost never convicts you, you had the wrong start. Sovereign revelation. Sovereign. I remember sitting at Longhorns, Dr. Wendell Runyon, to preach for us that night. My nine-year-old saved my little boy. My little one at Carter got saved last year was lost. But Clay, I'll never forget he got up and Lila was telling Dr. Runyon about how he got saved. 
Carter began to weep at the end of the table. He came, laid his head in my lap. He said, Daddy, he said, I'm the only one in our family that's not going to heaven. He said, I'm going to hell. I, I want to get saved. I said, son, who told you you was going to hell? He said, Daddy, you told me while you was a preaching. And I got down on the floor, long horns, and had to look at my boy with his helpless feeling in my soul. I said, son, it's not good enough that daddy told you well, while he was preaching. And it's not good enough I, that mama told you during devotions. I, I said, but son, there's coming a day uh, when it ain't going to be the preacher. Uh, and it's not going to be daddy. Uh, and it's not going to be mama. But God is going to tell you. Uh, and then you can get saved by the grace of God. Had a good start of sovereign revelation. But then there was a, he had a good start because there was some special requirements. He said, she told Manoah's wife, don't cut his hair. Don't let him drink. Don't be around the vine. Don't let him drink of the vine. Don't let him eat of any unclean thing. Let me tell you something, friend. You're born again. There's some special requirements for us. Amen, neighbor. You say, I'm going to do what I want to do. Listen, that Bible said uh, that we are not our own. Uh, When we got saved, that old man was supposed to die. And his brother Jonathan preached, there's a new king. Uh, There's a new king on our heart. Uh, I'm telling you, there's some special requirements. Uh, I'm telling you, the salvation of God uh, is free to any man that would believe. Uh, But neighbor, if you're going to have the touch of God, uh, if you're going to make an impact in this generation, uh, you're going to have to lived them some special requirements, amen. We read Dr. Field, Dr. Spock, and all that kind of mess to raise our children. Manoah asked that angel, he said, how shall we order the child? I left my little one tonight crying, saying, Daddy, can I go to the tent meeting with you? Daddy, can I go to the tent meeting with you? Right, he said, Daddy, you tell Brother Dean uh, that I said hello and I love him, amen. Uh, I tell you what, you can't take them to church too much. Uh, you can't drag them to meeting. Uh, or you say you'll rob them of their childhood. Uh, I'm telling you, I'd rather my boys crawl around in the sawdust uh, or with some Holy Ghost filled men uh, and grow up under the coattail of some men of God than anything in this world. They were special requirements. When we played ball, there were certain things we could and couldn't do. There were some special requirements. Everybody else went home after school. We went to the locker room. Everybody else went and partied on Friday nights. We went and put a football helmet on, strapped to some shoulder pads on. Well, I just, I could walk in this tabernacle and y'all cut the lights on. I'd want to tackle somebody. Glory to God. Amen, friend. It's the real thing to me. There's no rehearsal. I'm glad in God's family there's no junior varsity. There's no B teams. I'm telling you, when you get in this thing, it counts from the time you get in, from the time you get out. There's some special requirements. But then there were some spiritual resources. Gave him a good start. It said, it said in verse 16, it said in verse number 13, last chapter, first verse, the Spirit of the Lord began to move on him. There's some spiritual resources that Samson had. You know where it got on him? It got on him at home first. 
Let me tell you something, friend. If it won't get on you at home, it ain't going to get on you nowhere. Hey, I'm talking about them toxins that got their tails set on fire. Well, can I tell you, if you can't build a fire at church, well, you'll never convince me, young person, well, that you'll build a fire at the public school, or you'll never convince me, mom and dad, well, that you'll build a fire on the job. I'm telling you, the Lord began to move on Samson. It said the Spirit of the Lord moved. He had a great start. Let me say this, he had a good show. Killed a lion with his bare hands. Took a jawbone of an ass, killed a thousand Philistines. Got mad because the, the Bible said he plowed with his heifer, tricked that wife. Went in there and killed 30 Philistines, took their clothes and paid off his debt. I mean, he had a good show. Some of y'all had a good start for a little while. And then you had a good show. Well, Jeremiah, I wonder how many, I wonder how many churches that have had good starts. They had a good show for a little while. But now they're like Manoah's wife. They were barren. They ain't no children being born. There's no preachers being raised. Brother Dean, let me tell you something. Hey, listen to some old time Holy Ghost churches. But don't produce, start producing some men of God. Well, that have got the Holy Ghost. And have got the touch of God. And wanted the Lord more than anything else. Our generation, my children and your children. And Brother Clay, your grandchildren. Are doomed, friend, if we don't start. Or get a womb back that produces. some men of God and some real Christians. Christians, I'm talking about they've had a good show, but the door's about to lock. Door's about to lock. They had a good show. Had a good show. I wonder if the work of God at your church is past tense. I'm not being ugly. Listen to me. I'm not being mean. If you're looking, if you've ever seen a preacher that believes God can do it in this generation, you're looking at him. I believe God can do it in our generation. Are you listening to me? Used to. Boy, God did. What about God doing? Huh? A good show. A good start. But Samson's problem was there was grievous sin. Look, some of you young folk in here, God burdened me. The other night, I rode home with you last night on my mind. I could come to you right now and pick you out where you were. I can tell you what you did in the service last night. You better believe. You say you're their judge. No, but I'm just telling you, God still talks to his men. God will say, I'm talking to that one and I'm talking to this one. This one needs God and I'm not their judge and they don't have to stand before me. But Brother Clay, I've learned to find out God the Holy Ghost doesn't lie and I'm going with Him. I'm going with Him. I'm going with Him. You've made a profession to get your parents off of you. You've made a profession to get your youth director off of you and get your pastors to listen to His, his eyes off of you. But your life has never changed. Well, you're the same as you were before you went in that baptistry. You've still got the same wants, the same desires. Well, the same what you want to do is what you're going to do. And if God doesn't save you, you're going to die and go to hell. Amen. Huh? You went because somebody else went. I'm going to preach a message on that little boy that led Samson to the pillars. That little boy went to hell holding the hand of a hero. 
But I wonder how many, I wonder how many young people, they always latching on to this and latching on to that and they're living off their youth director's blessing. They're living off their pastor's blessing. Oh, but listen, God's gonna come one day and they're gonna be left or death's gonna come calling their number and they're gonna die without God holding on to the hand of the man of God. I wonder, this dear brother brought this college and career class. I wonder, I wonder, boy, if we just got really right with God and put down all that grievous sin. Huh? See, there were some special requirements. You say, my sin don't affect nobody but me. Let me tell you something. That honey was in that line. Samson went over and took that honey in his hand. He walked over to his mom and dad and said, partake of this honey. He didn't tell them where it came from. He didn't tell them it came out of a dead carcass. And not only did he defile himself, but he defiled his mama and he defiled his daddy. I'm telling you, listen to me. If some of you young folks, his moms and dads, over get genuinely right with God, it changed your home. It changed your Sunday school class. It changed your church. I wonder if I went out there and got your iPod. Huh? I wonder if I got the crawling in them shoe boxes, fellas. I wonder if I could pull the history up on your computer. Oh, God bless us. God bless us. God, God ain't going to bless us till we get rid of that grievous sin. Hey, listen to me. Samson had a honey problem. He had a honey problem. He had a honey problem from the line, and he had a honey problem with the ladies. Are you listening to me? He was going down to Timnath to be with the wrong He was in the wrong place. Going to see the wrong person in the wrong place. And it was by the grace of God that that line didn't take his life. I'm telling you, God, you're alive and doing what you're doing. Oh, absolutely, by the grace of God, if he called you into account today, it'd be a bad deal. I didn't come to fuss at you. Brother Dean knows me. I wouldn't be mean for nothing in the world. God put this on me going home last night. I wonder if you got filled with the Holy Ghost. Boy, I watched you pray the night tears dripped off of you. I wonder if you just laid it all up there and said, God, more than anything in the world, cleanse me. That old soul said, search me, O God, and know my heart today. And so, oh, friend, I wonder what God could do under this tabernacle tonight if some men, women, teenagers, and young couples and young families would say, Lord, I've grieved the heart of God and there's sin in my life and I want to get right with God. There's a lot of young folks, if they never got caught in nothing, they'd never repent. See, you didn't repent when you got caught, you just apologized. You wasn't sorry. You're sorry you got caught. Everybody all right? Hey, hey, I'm looking, man, brother, got dreams about this place. Man, a wing out there and a wing out there. 
for thousand people on the tabernacle worshiping and praising God. I'm telling you what, neighbor, uh, this place, this area has had a good start. Uh, but the, the choicest men of God uh, have trod these roads and trod these mountains. And there's been a good show. But uh, neighbor, there's some grievous sin that's grieved the heart of God. Dr. Bagwell preached on Hallelujah last year in October. Dr. Williams preached on Amen last night. What's a dark set, ain't it? Samson's grieved God. He did more wrong than he did right. That's a dark, that's a dark story, ain't it? But there's one word that changes the whole story of Samson. Look in verse number 22. It said, Samson laid down with the wrong kind of women. How be it? Samson was in the vineyard where he shouldn't have been. How be it? Samson laid down on the lap of a harlot. Oh, but how be it? And Samson got his hair cut. Oh, but how be it? That word how be it means in spite of. It means nevertheless. It means be that as it may. It means but. It means however. I'm telling you tonight, you may have a good start. And you may have a good show. And there might be grievous sin. Well, that's a hindering you. But I'm telling you tonight, by the good grace of God, God could take a heavenly how be it and drop it right square down in the middle of your soul and change your life for the glory of God. I got saved, but now I'm backslid on God. How be it? I used to know what it was to worship God, but I'm dead. How be it? Our church used to know what Holy Ghost worship is, but now we're just a social club. How be it? Amen. I used to want to tell people about Christ, but it's been so long I can't even remember how long it's been since I gave out a gospel track. But I'm telling you tonight on the tabernacle in Ringgold, Georgia, on the side of Deets Road, God may have a how be it that He could chop in your life. A how be it? Man, I wish I could preach this like I want to. That cold air Monday night done got me. I finally got my voice back Sunday. First time in three, three months. And man, I come up here and spit on the mic. Dean prays a curse on me. Now I can't even talk. Amen. How be it? Samson's bald. How be it? Samson's blind. How be it? Samson's a grinding in the prison house of the Philistines or the devils are mocking you and telling you you'll never make it back or the devil's telling you God will forgive you and God will restore you and God can't use you again. He said He's cut your hair. He's blinded you and He's bound you and you're grinding in the prison house. But God's got to help it with your name on it tonight. My boy ain't living for God. And I've been a little bit bitter at God that ain't brought him back. How be it?
difficulties come to my life. I don't understand why. But how be it? Sweetheart, let me just say this. That hurt may never get healed. But that don't mean God can't hang a how be it right square in the middle of your life. You may be raising a David. You may be raising an Elias and Elijah. God may honor that brokenness and that. Let me tell you something. He'd never be able to bomb you if he hadn't first broke you. You don't put bomb in something that ain't broke. You know where that bomb came from? Where they wounded that tree in Gilead and it would run down the tree. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, preacher, life's dealt me a bad hand, and I'm about half bitter at God. But tonight, the Lord, fucking ain't a happy in your life. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless His holy name. I'm glad God's got how be it's for you and how be it's for me and how be it's for churches and how be it's for ministries. Amen. Glory to God. Bless His holy name. Let me just preach to Haley for a minute. Because you know I love you. Preach to these things. That I'm having to face has got me real discouraged. The doctors don't have the answers. But let me tell you something. God can hang a how be it on you that daddy can't explain and mama can't explain and you won't get it out of a commentary. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It looked over for Samson. But then all of a sudden, in the middle of the darkness of his sin, in the middle of his failure, the Bible said, how be it? His hair began to grow again. I'm telling you, listen to me. God might have cut your fruit off. But I'm telling you, he can't do a thing with the root. He may get your fruit, but he can't touch the root. I'm telling you, he'll put something on you that you don't even need roll game for. Don't even need no implants. It got implanted at the start. That word revival, Brother Clay, means to breathe again. So it's been so long since the breath of heaven blown across some of your soul. I'm telling you, like a strong hurricane wind, uh, you need a howbeat of heavenly wind uh, to blow across your soul and time to change your life. Glory. I'm so glad I'm in my overalls right now. Say amen. Some of y'all looking at that old dumb, ignorant boy. I got as much college years as most of y'all do. Say amen right there. But I'm so glad I'm in my overalls tonight. Praise Jesus. It ain't your clothes that makes a man. It's some how bits. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, I'm telling you, I've been skint. Well, the devil skint me and blistered me and burned me and bound me. Well, but I'm telling you what, there's been some places where God has stepped out of the glory and hung a it in my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I mean, if they could preach on hallelujah, amen, can I say a word about how bit? Glory to God. Let me tell you what happened in that side of the car that day when you got to think about dealing with God. See, the devil cut your hair and said, man, God don't really care about you. Let your daddy die. But he said, he wasn't dealing with gold that day. He was dealing with how bits. He said, your daddy's gold. He's been a man of God. And you're discouraged and your heart's broken. But how be it? And it began to sprout up. Glory to God. I tell you, I wonder what it'd be Sunday morning. Well, if there's about 50 people uh, under this tabernacle tonight, uh, well, that God, hang a how bit uh, in their life, and your spiritual hair begin to grow again. I'm about, I'm done right here. I'm going to give you four quick things. I'm done. I'm not even going to preach long. I'm tired. Say amen. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, first thing, God hung out how, when he hung out how bit on it, Samson got a few things back. Glory. Can I say first of all, Samson got his separation back. Now don't don't get a real tough breath. I ain't gonna preach on no things. I can preach on things, but I'm just not gonna preach on that now. See, that hair is what separated him. And the devil cut it. I wonder what used to separate you. Brother Clay, Brother Wheeler told me years ago. He said, you run a hundred men across the platform and you'll be lucky if ten have got the touch of God. More than anything in the world. More than somebody remembering my name. I don't care if I ever sign another Bible. I want to know when I get behind the desk. Hey, Brother Bob, just go right up here and stand at the pulpit for a minute. Just, just put your hands on it. On that side. That's sort of like that. I want to know. I want to know, Brother Jordan, when I get behind that pulpit, there's something running down to my hands and gets on my arms and says, tell them about it, son. Tell them about it. Hey, you may not fit in here and you may not fit. Listen, I don't fit in the world. I don't fit in in some churches. Oh, but I tell you, I want to fit in with him. And I'm telling you, what separated you? Oh, God, the devil's done taking away from you. Oh, but when that hair began to grow, and God, hang on, how be it? He's got his separation back. he got his separation back. What used to separate you? What made you different, young lady? Let me ask you college and career folks right back here. Young lady, what made that Holy Ghost filled young man want to marry you? What was it about you that made that preacher say, boy, if God give me one like that. Hey, look at here, boys. That short skirt and them low tops ain't going to last but for a little while. There's going to be one day, son, you're going to have some children. And you're going to want a wife that will be able to get them to God. You're going to want a wife if you're off of working. You ain't wondering who she's laid up with. You gonna have a you want to have a wife when your children are under conviction, Miss Miss McNeese. I've been God just while you was up there praying a minute ago. The Lord said, "Just just watch Miss McNeese." I don't say that to embarrass you. But you and Brother Clay's got something that I want in my family. 
God's done something for y'all. All your boys can preach. Got God on them. Your daughters are in the ministry. Brother Dean, I said, Brother Dean, your mama's got something on her. A lot like my mama. This week, when I first started preaching, I had to preach in some ice boxes. Couldn't find God with a search warrant. And I'd watch my mother bow her head. In about 30 seconds, God, the Holy Ghost, came on the scene. It wasn't because I was deserving, but Miss Hicks' mama and the Lord, they walked together and they talked together. And I believe she said, Lord, would you help my boy? But see, Brother Clay, Brother Dean said, Preacher, when I was trying to go to hell, Mama would sit there in that rocking chair or that Bible and talk to God. And talk to God, don't let my boy go to hell. He said, I was trying to go to hell. Oh, but I'd walk in and Mom be sitting in that rocking chair or rocking and I'm talking to God, neighbor. I'd feel that she had something that separated her. What is it, young lady, that's about you that used to separate you from the crowd? Y'all all right? Number two, he got his strength back. Some of y'all want to worship, but you so beat down. The devil's done blistered your... Listen, my dad used to call He said, I'm going to blister your hind end. Y'all blister. Y'all hear me? He didn't read Dr. Spock or Dr. Phil. I can, tell, I can still tell you how many loops his belt hit before it touched. He, he believed in applying the board of education to my seat of understanding. Amen, neighbor. Are y'all listening? Huh? Strength back. Got that strength back. You so beat down. The devil's blistered you. And you just wish God let you feel it again. But that little boy took his hands over there. Put his hands on them pillars. I'm not picking at you. But I believe Samson looked a lot like you. I don't believe he looked like me. I don't believe he was big. I don't believe he was no weightlifter. I believe he was just a common-sized man. But God got on him. The boy had been so long since that run through his veins and run through his hands. He put them hands on them pillars. Said, my boy got it. How about some of you ladies that used to just get so full, you'd be right there at that shouting point. Hey, young lady, you, you, you shouted for the, probably the first time tonight. Don't ever be embarrassed of that. I'm so glad God gave me a shouting spirit. And I plan on exercising it. Hey, look at here. And if they don't want me to come back, I've got a place to preach. You look at here. Amen, friend. And they actually love me. In fact, I had once every Sunday, I said, we really miss you, preacher. And she might have been lying and everything, but I felt good about it. Some of y'all used to get so full. Used to, we'd sing 346. I know my name's there. You'd feel something on it. Man, we'd sing in the suite forever, number 50. And we'd sing what a happy time, and you'd get to having a happy time. Hallelujah. Man, we'd get to singing number 34. I can tell you now the time, and I can take you to the place where the Lord saved me by His wonderful grace. And boy, you got to thinking about, uh, oh, where God saved you. It wouldn't be long, man. You'd be a rejoicing, but it's been a long time. 
I wonder if God hung a howbeat on you tonight. I wonder what he'd be like. Got his strength back. Got his separation back. I tell you what else he got back. He got his spirit back. And the spirit of the Lord moved on him. And the spirit of the Lord. David was the only Old Testament saint that the spirit of God ever came on and stayed on and never left. I believe that's why that New Testament talks about the sure mercies of David. The reason they're sure because the Holy Ghost never left. You see, on them Old Testament saints, look here, I'm glad for the New Testament relationship of the Holy Ghost with a believer. Brother Lucky, he's in me. And I'm glad he's with me. But I'm glad he can get on me. Mm, Yes. Glory to God. How long has it been since? See, we, we all worried about the feeling of the Spirit. If you get concerned with the feeling of the Spirit, the feeling would take care of itself. Hey, young ladies, had a good start. I mean, y'all done been to the altar. But I wonder if God hung a how be it on you tonight. I wonder how it'd feel to have your spirit back again. Now, I'm done right here, Brother Deeks. I'm done. I guess I got the longest drive home. It'll be all right if I took about two more minutes. Got it standing back. Some of you used to have respect around the house of God, used to be a leader, but the devil shaved your head, lost your spirit, you lost your strength, you lost your separation. But you know what? Looks like Samson's a failure brought reproach against his family. You know what happened? When he pushed them pillars down and killed all them Philistines, his daddy said, that's my boy. And they buried him up there in them graves of his father. But I'll tell you what else it did. Hebrews 11. That's the Cooperstown of the Word of God. You hear me? Hebrews 11 is the Cooperstown of the Bible. And you would think you would find Samson in the Hall of Failure. But the writer of the Hall of Faith said, if I had just a little bit more time, if I had just a little bit more time, I'd tell you about Samson and how he conquered lands and what he'd done. Let me tell you, the devil's told you that you're washed up and you'll never make it back. But I'm telling you what, God can hang a hope in and restore your standing in the family of God. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Get you a song. I used to like that old song we used to sing years ago. It said, He'll do it again. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. If you'll just take a look at where you have been, where you are now. Hasn't he always come through for you? He's the same now as then. Well, you may not know how, and you may not know when, but he'll do it again. You know what y'all to do? Y'all come in here, put your hands on the pillars, and say, Oh God, 
remember me. Remember me. How many of you, nobody's looking around, be honest, you go ahead and remember me. How many of you be honest with me tonight and say this? Preacher, I need a how be it in my life. I've had a good start and a good show. But preacher, I ain't nowhere where I used to be. And I need my spirit back, my strength back. I want my standing back. Preacher, would you pray for me tonight all over the house? Would you slip up your hand? Let me pray for you tonight. Boy, I see them hands. Won't you just be honest with God tonight? I need it back, preacher. I need some things back from the Lord. Preacher, I need some things back from the Lord. Now look at here. I believe God spoke to some lost folk tonight. How, who would say, preacher, fact is I've never had the right kind of start. I fooled some around me, but in my heart, I know without a shadow of a doubt I'm lost. I never have had that right start. I never have had that supernatural revelation with God dealt in my soul. Preacher, I don't want to go to hell. I want to get the right start tonight. Will you pray for me? Preacher, will you pray for me? Slip up your hand somewhere. Son, God spoke to you tonight. I wouldn't worry about what my friend's doing. I wouldn't look over at my friend. I wouldn't look over at my friend. It ain't your friend's salvation that you're dealing with. It's yours. How about you tonight? God spoke to you tonight? Huh? Well, if you minded God, he might mind God. Who would say by an uplifted hand, please just pray for me. I'm looking all over the house. I'm not going to come to you and embarrass you. You'd say, preacher, I want the right kind of start tonight. Would you pray for me? All over the house. Maybe, maybe you're afraid to lift your hand. You're sitting real close to somebody and you're afraid you'll be embarrassed. You've not gotten your mind if you're going to come get saved yet or not. And you don't want somebody beside you to know. But maybe you'll do it this way. You won't lift your hand. Every head's bowed. Nobody's looking around but me and the preacher. You wouldn't lift your hand, but you'd just lift your head up and look at me. I'm at eyeball to eyeball. You say, preacher, God's speaking to me. I see that, son. I see that, son. I'm looking over here on my right right now. I'm looking right here on my right. Preacher, will you pray for me? I never have had the right start. Just look at me. I see that, son. How about right here in this middle section? Somebody just lift their head and say, Preacher, I never have trusted Christ as my Savior. But I want to get the right start tonight. I sure would like to get saved. Anybody in this middle section in mind, God? Lord spoke to you. How about over here on my left? Here on my left. Several lifted their faces tonight. I'm telling you, neighbor, I'd come right now before we stand and sing. I'd just come on right now. If God's a dealing with you, you're a candidate for salvation. The Holy Ghost don't play games. If He's dealing with you, He can save you. I believe in that whosoever will. It's just not a whensoever will. We're going to stand and sing. Why don't some of you come get your how be it tonight and let God drop one in your heart?
for the glory of God. We're standing all over the house. 357. Is our heart right with God? Why don't you mind the Lord this evening? Who's going to move? Well, those hands all over the house. Why don't you lead it down here? Were you really serious about getting a how be it? Were you really serious? Were you serious about getting that how be it? Won't you mind the Lord tonight? Man, they was, they was numerous hands all over the house. Won't you come get your how be it tonight? See, I wouldn't let nobody distract me if God was dealing with me tonight. Wouldn't let nobody distract me. Do you really want it back or are you comfortable where you are? I tell you what, friend, the, the reason our churches in America are the way they are, we've got just exactly what we want. We're comfortable. We're comfortable. Well, there's a lot of people. There's a lot more hands went up tonight. Said, I need a how be it. I need my spirit back. I need my strength back. I need my separation back. What was it that you've lost that used to separate you? How about it tonight? Force himself on Samson. Samson's the one. Listen to me, neighbor. God does the drawing to a sinner. He said, No man coming to me except the Father which has sent me drawing. Now remind you the book of James says to the saints, Submit yourself therefore to God and draw nigh. The saint does the drawing nigh to the Lord. He won't force himself on you tonight. You could get your how be it if you'd mind the Lord. Is there? 